No good? <laughs> Your face isn't like you. You don't seem. You didn't seem jazzed about that at the beginning. Oh no, I was just vibing. Okay, okay, gotcha. I was vibing to the Y by Z. Yes, indeed, you nailed it. I I'm really surprised by that pick. <laughs> I was yeah. I'm, I wasn't like thrilled about it, but I was like, you know, this is a good song. I haven't heard it in a while. It makes kind of a cool intro kind of song. I'm a little pumped. You're a little pumped. That's not great to hear. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the reaction I wanted at all. Well, I didn't think you liked Rush. You you have gone on record just hating. No, prom. I have not. I oh, okay. I'm. I like Rush. I don't love Prague. Rush is probably one of the few Prague bands. That's fair. That I'm into. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I just I was surprised. I mean, I I know you like Rush, but I, I definitely didn't think you'd be like, oh fucking Y Y Z. Yeah, let's. Uh, that's surprising because because you literally i actually i listened to one of our old episodes and you were talking about tool and you were just talking Fuck about how annoying tool. it is yeah that, no that kidding. you can't so it's just <laughs> funny that you picked up yyz which has the one one of the most complicated time signature changes <laughs> ever that is very true that that is insane but then no, that's what i hate about tool man just whatever happened to good old-fashioned one two three four <laughs> one two three four it worked <laughs> it's it seems to have lasted um all right anyways we're doing a podcast we're back welcome back shitheads <laughs> oh god yeah we did used to say that <laughs> welcome back shitheads it's margarita miller and daiquiri daisy oh shit i forgot about that too god those are actually good nicknames <laughs> that one i think i came up with after we had ended the podcast you know I'm what you did about it i did think about changing my gamer tag to that that would be pretty dope yeah, I did not, but I did think about it. All right. Well, everybody, we all right. We had to come back. We missed it. There's too many flan, fans clamoring. You know, we got to give the people what they want. Everyone wanted a reunion episode, so we had to come back. Just every day on Twitter, I'm just scrolling through. It's like, when are you guys getting the podcast back together? When are you guys getting the podcast back together? So I just, yeah. just do, we're doing it for the fans. We're, we got to give the people what they want. Um, but yeah, we wanted to come back. We wanted to talk music. We're going to do a whole music episode, talk about our top five albums of 2022. Yeah, that was another reason we wanted to kind of get back into this, because that used to be a pretty cool tradition that we used to do towards the end of every year. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and there were some pretty decent albums that came out this year that I feel like uh, should be talked about. So, Hundo, Hundo. I definitely <laughs> I definitely think that there's, uh, there's some stuff. So... Yeah, we won't really bore you because we've been known to do that. For sure. Um, so we won't uh, spend a whole lot of time catching up with you. I will say, I will tell this slight story. Um, I did get to see some people for the first time in many, many a year uh, of our biggest fans of the podcast, <laughs> being Kevin and Garrett. And I got to see those guys for uh garrett's birthday party i already forget how old he turned um you guys are part of the reason uh that this is happening just because they said a lot of really nice things and it warmed my heart and and i was like well let's let's do one more for them let's give them a little let's tease them you know what i'm saying yeah (laughs) tease them then please them like my uncle used to say 
So, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. You miss me. As offensive as ever. Not much has changed here. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're coming back. We're doing it. There's no need for that much pageantry, I guess. It's The podcast was never that good to begin with. Um, but important work we're doing because one day we'll be dead. And I'm sure our loved ones will want to know what our top five albums of 2022 were. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm sure my future generations will be clamoring to hear all those dick jokes I made in 2021. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we've got uh, three kind of segments for you today. So we're going to get into it. We're going to skip the lightning round because, yeah, uh, we got a lot to talk about. Anyways, Mitch, favorite segment of the show, probably... The only reason that we really did it to begin with. What you drinking, Mitch? Pretty much, yeah. I am drinking a Foggy Geezer Hazy India Pale Ale. Um, that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> uh, this is a War Pigs Brewing, Brewing Company. Um, oh man, I totally should have started with a Sabbath song now. Yeah. Um, uh. I'm pretty sure I've had this on the podcast before. Um, I just had to pick it out again because I was on my way home from work and the gas station by my house only sells like maybe five or six different types of craft beer. Um, so had some kind of limited options, but, uh, yeah, I don't remember oh, you yeah. talking about it. So if you did have it on the podcast, I'm pretty surprised. I think I did because this is the one that is the uh, like Black Sabbath beer. Oh, the can is like all black. And, oh, like, geezer, geezer Butler, like, geezer Butler. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I don't really know what it if it's like officially endorsed by Black Sabbath. They might just be like ripping off the name, but and uh, yeah, that's that's okay. That's pretty good. Um, it's a hazy IPA, and I don't typically love hazy IPAs, but. The, the, again, the gas station I went to, my choices were like Bud Light, chocolate porters, right. or this. So, uh, oh. <laughs> I was off to a real like letdown of a start. Like we haven't put out a podcast in like a year and a half, and I'm just like, yeah, whatever they have at the gas station is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of did the same thing, <laughs> um, but I did find one thing, and I actually only got it for you because I don't know if you've seen this. Ooh. So I am drinking the original Rheingeist tea. Oh, hell yeah. I've not had that. I've heard about it. It is called Geist tea, which is a little Nazi-y. Geist tea. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Oh, I should have played Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> that changed since we've been doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. You know what? A lot has changed. A lot has changed, Mitchell. A lot has changed. Um, Okay, well, yeah, this is uh, Rheingeist uh, Hard Craft Tea made by the only people I ever wanted to sponsor us. Never did happen. Never did happen. Uh, I wonder why. (laughs) Um, Hard Craft Black Tea, Hint of Lemon. Geist Tea captures the spirit of classic sun-brewed tea from simpler times. All right, with a little extra verve. Is verve a word? I don't think so. I don't think it is. Non-carbonated, <laughs> sweet enough, which kind of sounds insulting. It's like, it's sweet enough. 
Yeah, um, but other much. than that, I've got a yingling on deck because I yeah, typically I gotcha. do not like alcohol and tea together. But I'm drinking it for you, buddy. Well, so, do, you know that like my summer drink this year was like twisted tea. I was obsessed with twisted teas. Uh, no, I didn't. No. Did we? Know, you did not know no, that. No, okay. I'm bummed. I wish we drink more twisted tea together because every time yeah. I drink it, people make fun of me. Yeah, we really didn't. Um, yeah, uh, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, I love twisted teas. I I get made fun of, merce, you know, just all the time. But I, I actually I did stop drinking them for a minute. But <laughs> just because people made fun of you? Well, I got tired of hearing about Fuck. it. Uh, okay, it's like gotcha. oh, I'm gonna bring a six pack of twisted tea, and I gotta hear all the twisted tea jokes, and then inevitably they're gonna drink the fuckers. <laughs> I will tell you this: like it is so sugary that yes. like if I have like three or four, I can literally feel it like on my teeth. Yeah, there's that, a film. Like, oh god. Yeah, there's a film in yeah. your mouth. Yeah, that's uh, th- that one is very chemically. I will admit, I-, I took a swig of this. This is pretty solid. Is that pretty good? This actually tastes like tea. This doesn't... That's what you want. Yeah, it doesn't taste like a malt beverage. None of that. Like, this legitimately tastes like tea. Right on. Um, and pretty good tea. And I'm, right I am I would be hard-pressed to even really believe there's alcohol in here. I don't yeah. taste it. So, once again, Rangeist kind of kicks ass. Yeah, you've done it again. You sons of bitches. <laughs> um, all right, well, that's what we're drinking on. Um, some of us put in a little bit more effort. Okay. Um, was it the first episode that you fucking I was like oh I like agonized over my beer choice and you're like yeah. I, I gotta make a low bolstra yeah cause I was like doing keto pretty hardcore and I wanted to have like a low carb beer oh that's right yeah that's why that didn't last very long yeah <laughs> good stuff alright well uh, let's get in to what I like to call the meat and potatoes and let's get into what, sh- uh, what you're thinking. Mitch, we've got five, well, technically ten albums to talk about, unless they overlap. Um, our top 20, or top five albums of 2022. Uh, we got five of them. Would you like to go first? Um, Sure. Yeah, I can go first. Um, Throw it out. My first album uh, that I want to talk about is Harry Styles, Harry's House. Ah, yes. Harry Styles did come out with an album this year, and I heard a little bit. Now, are yours in any particular order? I I wanted to clarify Uh, that. uh, Not really. Um, I'm kind of talking. Well, yeah, I guess, because I'm kind of talking about the ones I'm like least excited about first. Okay, Okay, sure. I just wanted to clarify, because I'll do the same. and they're in a little bit of an order, yeah. Okay. But, um, yeah, so Harry Styles, I am absolutely in love with. Um, I don't listen to a ton of pop music, but I've kind of been listening to more and more the past year or two. Um, just because every once in a while, there's this uh, pop artist that just completely, like, does it for me. Right now, it's like Harry Styles, Lizzo, um, Miley Cyrus, always huge fan. Um, but Harry Styles in particular... Um, has just had a really interesting career obviously when he started out with one direction didn't really give a shit about him and then he went solo and i kind of didn't give a shit about him at first because i was like oh that one direction guy no thanks um but then his first album was a banger um and so is the second one harry's house is just full of these really awesome kind of funky electronic um super fucking catchy melody and uh yeah it's super good uh, th- another reason I've kind of been listening to that a little bit more is um, th- one newish thing that I 
uh, have been doing the past year or two is um, I've been super into like uh, DJing. I've been getting into that a little bit. I've DJed a few weddings. And um, so part of that, I feel like I should be listening to more like pop music and like just being that old guy that's like, what are the kids listening to so I can stay relevant? It's it's that. But um, yeah, but, but uh, some of it's like super good. Cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> you definitely have been a Harry Styles fan for sure, and you kind of turned me on to him. And I don't really listen to him, um, but I do I do like his music. I do dig him. I, I don't know if I ever really will turn him on. My favorite part about Harry Styles is him as a live performer. Um, yeah. He's mm-hmm. a solid live performer, just let alone his ability to perform. And then just mm-hmm. the fact that he's super fun. Uh, and his live shows seem awesome. Yeah, and he's just like a super cool guy too. Yeah, he like, seems he's, down he's to got earth. It all. He's a he's a he, he's a bit of an actor. Um, he is randomly like super good friends with like Stevie Nicks and just like the weirdest things. Well, you know, this is gonna sound. You know what? Fuck it. I it, one thing we're full of is shitty opinions. I kind of think Harry Styles is our Bowie. I completely agree. No, I don't think that's a shitty opinion at all. He's very androgynous, which is mm-hmm. uh, cool. Bowie made it cool. And yeah. and I, I don't necessarily think Harry Styles is breaking any <laughs> new ground, let me just say. But I enjoy yeah. seeing it. I and, I and I think he's a down-to-earth guy. It's actually the one thing about Bowie that I never really fucked with is Bowie's kind of an asshole. <laughs> He, he, well, he knows he's Bowie. Uh, well, yeah, he's he's fucking <laughs> one of the most creative geniuses that I've ever lived. So you're kind of allowed to be. Harry Styles doesn't take that route, um, but Harry yeah. Styles also makes kind of really dance influenced, funky music, and Bowie did, mm-hmm. um, yeah. especially in that middle part of his career. You know, he has like they're Bowie. Bowie still blows my mind to this day. Because you'll hear a song and I'll forget that it was David Bowie because it doesn't sound like yeah. anything he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would be really curious to see what Harry Styles keeps doing. Um, and I think he could be really monumentally important. Um, also, totally forgot about One Direction and totally forgot that he was in One Direction. Yep, absolutely. So <laughs> it's crazy. Because I remember one, when the 1D being popular when we were at CCU. Uh, and yeah, actually, uh-huh. uh, callback, uh, Garrett wouldn't shut the fuck up about that song. <laughs> I got I had to listen to it 7,000 times. So that's probably why I was a little bit adverse to Harry when he came out. But yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it. Yeah, good pick. Um, okay, well, on to my number five. Yeah. My, mine's not in an order, really. The only one that has secured a position on my list is my number one. Okay. So you could kind of flip these around, but... Um, uh, they're close. We'll see. My number five is going to be Eddie Vedder came out with a little album this year. Old call. Oh Jesus, fuck! <laughs> God, I forgot how bad I was at talking. Uh, Eddie Vedder came out with an album this year called Earthlings, and that is my number five. And it is kind of mediocre. <laughs> Here's why it's okay. on my list. So it is basically, it sounds like Eddie Vedder uh, got drunk off wine one night, being Eddie mm-hmm. Vedder, doing cool shit, probably wrote like a fucking manifesto or something. You know, he's drinking a bunch of wine. He's like, what if I made an 80s album? And then he did. Oh, that's and cool. And then nobody told him album. no. <laughs> huh. <laughs> so yeah, basically Earthlings kind of sounds like basic 
basically it, it doesn't sound like Pearl Jam. I mean, it's pretty quintessential Eddie Vedder. Uh, I don't know if you ever listened to like his ukulele songs. That was his first sort of solo. His main solo album, he did do the music for Into the Wild, but I don't really count that. I, I, I don't know if I would count that either, but I absolutely love that soundtrack. It is a very good there soundtrack. Are some really good songs on Yeah, there. ukulele songs was Eddie Vedder with a ukulele, um, but it was all, there was no other point than just him writing music. Um, but yeah, no, Earthlings, really good. It gets really Springsteen y at times, which I fuck with. It gets a little synthy, a little 80s synth wave happens huh. at times. However, there are some songs that kind of suck. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Um, but what I really enjoyed about it was, Eddie. I mean, it, this was a personal pick. Eddie Vedder's one of my favorite musicians and songwriters mm-hmm. ever. Guy comes out, does this really heavy 80s-influenced album, and some of the songs are really, really, really good. Some of them not so great, but a lot of them are really, really good. And I I get off pretty hard. I get real bricked up, you know what I mean? <laughs> when somebody does something that they don't normally do. Yeah, totally. From a creative perspective. And sometimes it's not great. Sometimes it's even bad. But I want to support the i do this a lot with video games i want to support the really creative original ideas even if they couldn't execute it because i want them to be incentivized to continually make more creative stuff mm-hmm. i don't want eddie vetter to do ukulele songs part two because honestly i didn't really like ukulele songs because sure. i fucking yeah. hate ukuleles <laughs> completely i hate completely white agree. people using ukuleles Hawaiian people, you go whole hog, whole <laughs> you. That is your shit. White people, stop buying ukuleles. Just there should be like a licensure. I don't know. <laughs> white people should not buy ukuleles anymore. For sure. Um, but yeah, so that's my number five. Like I said, it is kind of a mediocre pick. It's more of a personal pick for me. It's not the greatest album, but I definitely encourage you <laughs> listen to like the first three or four songs because. It's really good. It's really eighties. It's springs themey. It's it's a cool. It's a fun time. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will definitely have to do that. All right, right on, Mitch. What you got next? Number four. Let's okay. rock and roll. No breaks. All grass. <laughs> Shit. I'm so. God, why do we even do this? We're a little rusty. Yeah, I'm, I'm so rusty right now, dude. I well, so uh, short intermission. I, I I started listening to a bunch of old episodes, kind of getting the nostalgia back, getting expired. Uh, inspired, not expired. Wow. <laughs> Damn it, Eli. Edit that yeah, out. Fuck. Um, Cut it. <laughs> what happened was I we had a lot of dead air in those episodes, and you edited them. <laughs> so you even cut down how much dead air there was. So I think I came into this a little bit in my head, not wanting there to be any dead air, and that just okay. results in me blabbering, <laughs> which is sure. yeah, not helpful because I'm apparently not good at talking. Well, apparently I'm not good at editing either if I left in the dead air. Um. Well, it's like, it's such a minute amount, but over time it adds up. Or it's just like, oh, yeah, of course, God, yeah. Because Garrett disclosed that he would listen to the podcast at two times speed. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. apparently we take an eternity to fucking carry on a conversation. We're like the ints in Lord of the Rings. We're like tree beard, yep. and we just, it takes years for us to say a sentence. <laughs> Yeah, you're not missing anything. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyways, continue. Let's rock and roll this fucker. Number four. All right. Um, Number four, um, Zach Bryan. Um, 
He has an album called American Heartbreak. Um, no idea who this is. Okay, so Zach Bryan is um, a very interesting person. Um, he has this kind of... Um, he basically started off putting out like YouTube videos of himself singing back in eh, five, six years ago. Um, and then basically he's this like alt country, like acoustic singer songwriter guy oh, okay. um, who's got a really good voice and really good at guitar. Um, and weirdly enough, um, around the same time, like the TikTok boom happened. He's one that kind of just completely blew up because of TikTok, oh. which is like kind of rare for an alt country country singer songwriter to get big because of TikTok. Yeah. But um, I follow the uh, alt country subreddit um, just because that's kind of a passion of mine. I absolutely do. I, no, no it makes shame. total sense. Totally <laughs> tracks. I just I, I wasn't ready for the sentence. <laughs> okay. Oh, it exists. Yeah, there are dozens of us. <laughs> <laughs> there is a small handful of us that are very passionate about this particular genre. The overlap of people that are into country music and Reddit, uh, small. Oh, good point. I did not think about that. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty niche, huh. but yeah, um, okay. It's been a, it's been a good follow because um, obviously there's the alt country heroes like Sergio Simpson and Tyler Childers. But basically, the past couple of years, these people have been talking about Zach Bryan. Um, and also, I did a little bit of research because I was kind of uh, wanting to see like who he really was. Um, apparently, so he was born in like '96. So what does that make him like 26 years old? And um, sure. He went into the Navy straight out of high school, mm. and just this past year, he got honorably discharged because he got a uh, uh, he he got he got signed a record label from Warner Music, and basically because of his TikTok account, they were like, "We want you to put out an album on a, on our label," um, and this was his debut album this year. Wow! I went and listened to it. It's thirty four songs long. Holy shit! <laughs> I had no idea going into this album. It's a two-hour album. What is it, a rock opera? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, but like that's the only reason I'm telling you. He, that's the only reason this is on my list. It's his fucking debut album. He's 26 years old, and it's literally two hours long. Wow. Like I listened to it the day that it came out, and I was pretty excited about it. I was like, oh, yeah, I think that drops today. I'm, I listened to it at work. Like I listened to it in the background like while I was doing other stuff, and... Yeah, I listened to it for a while, and then I got busy doing other stuff. I went to the bathroom, got some coffee, yeah. came back, yeah, lived put on an my entire headset. fucking life during the course <laughs> exactly. of this album. <laughs> I came back to my computer like an hour later, put my headphones back on, still going on. I was like, "Oh, this is weird. I wonder if he's like doing some sort of like double LP or like I wonder if it just randomly started playing his other like singles that he had put out." Nope, it's still a two-hour album. Um, wow. And I would place it higher on my list, except the, for the fact that it's 34 songs long and there's about six or seven songs that are good. Oh, um, wow. If, that's, that's <laughs> actually a pretty low number. I was expecting a higher number. See, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. If it were like a 12 song album and six or seven were good, that's a good album right there. Um, sure. Well, yeah, it, the, yeah, it's a solid album. You're, no, you're right because most it's, albums that come yeah. out, there's about three or four not terrible pieces of music, but they're ones that you're not really going to go back to. Yeah, for okay. sure. Okay, yeah. but you, you're, yeah, you're right. But yeah, no, that's 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 like 
Guns of Guns and Roses doing cocaine, like let's fucking do a double LP, brother. <laughs> exactly. You know, let's write more songs about <laughs> heroin. You know, for it, sure. it, that's that's too much, and that's daunting. I I mean, how do you even yeah. produce a thirty-four? Because the whole thing with alt country that's in, <laughs> that makes it interesting is the songwriting and the production value, because uh-huh. it's country music produced not like to mainstream country music, right. 34 songs you're you can't do something different every song there's just no way yeah so huh. but anyway it's still good enough to be on my list and the that's the reason i wanted to at least talk about it because just the fact that he did something as crazy as put out a two hour tour album two hour album in his debut and it's like there's some really good songs on it i i don't you don't yeah. i don't think you should listen to the whole thing right. um <laughs> but also just the fact that he's 26 years old and he's already played at like the opry and he's oh. just like completely blowing up um and he he kind of reminds me a lot of like tyler childers he doesn't have like his as soulful of a voice mm-hmm. but um his songwriting definitely kind of reflects that so mm. also definitely thought it was childers i thought it was for the longest time but too. it's childers yeah cause makes I, more sense because i actually watched an interview with him and he said hey it's tyler childers and i'm like oh shit i've been saying it wrong for like two years hmm. <laughs> um yeah no that's really interesting i definitely want to check that guy out you've definitely sold me on being interested in him but yeah it's also that's just such a daunting first album 34 songs i mean i'm i i hate writing one song yeah for sure yeah (laughs) well i i think he's such an interesting person because basically because of his backstory like right he's he was in the navy straight out of high school he's never done anything else except the military and um just up and was like hey i'm gonna be a country musician and that kind of reflects in his like tiktok videos and youtube videos and stuff like if you go back and watch his early youtube stuff it's literally just the worst quality it's him just an acoustic guitar with a dirty shirt and singing his heart out, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of reminds me how I found uh, Billy Strings or whatever. Billy Strings, yeah. yeah. It, uh-huh. It's kind of a similar experience I had with him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, definitely interesting at the very least. All right, what you got? All right. My, I, I'm going to go ahead and call mine in order. I was looking at it okay. while you were blabbering on about whatever you were talking about. <laughs> We can't have any dead air. <laughs> can't have dead air, dude. <laughs> and uh, I realize that it's probably in the order, uh, I, not necessarily of quality, of just excitement. So my number four album is by somebody called Little Sims and her album, No Thank You. So I, shout out to Jonathan. I'll probably send him this episode when it comes out because <laughs> I had no idea who this person was, had no idea they existed. And he sent me this album said hey i've been this just dropped this dropped like last week and he was like hey i'm really into this so i listened to the whole thing little sims is a female rapper from london Mm, that's dope and she is underrated i i don't know where she is in the hierarchy of music but (laughs) i could tell you she's probably underrated she fucking slays dude mitch the samples on this album are amazing it sounds so good and it's a, and it's a, it's boom bap it's hip hop oh i dig that but in that very you know what it reminded me it reminded me a lot of like de la soul and the fugees oh yeah but but not not reductionary not pandering 
You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you could find somebody who listened to the Fugees and you listen to it, and that's obviously what they're going for. And it's and it's not that it's bad, but it's not original. That's where she slays it. Also, she's from London. Um, so then you get a whole and I, I dude, I fucking love. I, I mean, I think we've talked about like me getting really into freaking like British like fucking yeah. slime rap and shit. <laughs> um, there's something about the way they they pronounce words and the vocabulary that they use that it just all of a sudden becomes completely new to me. And that's what I really dig. And that's why I like this album so much is uh, just the sheer fact that she's... It doesn't sound old. It doesn't sound dated. That's what I'm trying to say. It, it has all those influences and sounds like that boom bap style of hip hop, but it doesn't sound mm-hmm. stale. And a lot of that comes from the production. I was really blown away by the production. Also, dude, she'll write a verse... And it's like fucking 64 bars. Like, it's wild. <laughs> like, just there's so many words. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm getting older, but it really felt like a... It, it, it's that format of a hip-hop song where it's just verse, two lines of a chorus, bunch more verse. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. So, just a lot of lyrics coming at you. No, it's really interesting. I, I definitely think you would like this album. So this would be one that I would say definitely give her a shout. And she and as you could see on her Spotify, like she has quite a few, you know, followers and stuff. It's not that she's small yeah, by any means. It's kind of crazy. Her top song has a hundred and six million plays. Yeah, that's her second a lot. most popular song has one point four million plays. Yeah. That's crazy. I've, I've just never heard of her. <laughs> I mean, I've never really interacted with her music um but yeah no i i was pretty blown away by it i was pretty impressed so yeah no that's interesting i'm definitely going to check that and, out and i've just and i've just found rap and hip-hop lately it's it probably because i'm getting older like i'll admit like i as i've gotten older i find it a little bit harder to listen to and i don't really know why i think it's just because my energy is different i'm 30 mm-hmm. you know i don't really want to rage it's kind of the yeah, same totally. way with punk. Like, I still love punk music. I go back and I listen to it, but I don't listen to it consistently. No, totally, man. I get that completely. I mean, that's one of the reasons, like, I was so into, like, uh, like Zach Bryan this year. Because, like, a lot of times when I sit down to listen to music, it's, like, either, like, early in the morning when I'm kind of just trying to get started and, you know, go about my day. Um, there's not a lot of, like, situations nowadays <laughs> where... You know, like like hip hop. Oh, for example, YYZ Rush. That's a really good song for like. All right, we're gonna go out and hit up the bars. And we're gonna go rage. I'm not really doing that much anymore. So. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, a hundred percent. So that's a big thing. Also, what? YYZ is your pump up, go to the bar song. It's a really good get pumped song. Yeah, I guess I get pumped. <laughs> I I just, dude, Rush. I I. <laughs> when I think Rush. <laughs> I basically think of a bunch of like white long-haired motherfuckers just standing in a in a in a dark room not talking to women just being like god Neil Pert so good ain't he you know, that, like that's like Rush is the most right, uncool. That's fair. I could have used a better example. I hear you. I just know if you fucking get hyped to YYZ, I mean, yeah, fucking go for it. I get I get kind of <laughs> hype on Spirit of the Radio. Oh yeah, it's a yeah. good one. <laughs> 
Sorry. Anyways, but yeah, Little Sims, <laughs> I, I was really blown away. I do think that that album is actually... I, okay, I one critique. I think every album deserves a critique. One critique of that album, it is also a smidgen too many songs. The mm, length okay. isn't bad. Yeah. Is it 34? <laughs> believe it or not, no. <laughs> um, but I do think that she could have trimmed the fat, maybe cut out a song or two, and I think it would have just been a more yeah. solid entry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but all right, Mitch, number three. Cool. All right. My number three. Um, okay. So I'm going to preface this by saying I am not pandering to any of our oh, audience when I say uh, this. I genuinely think that this was one of my top five albums of this year. Um, so I told you uh, probably a month or two ago, I got a chance to go to a show in town. It was on a Thursday night, which I normally don't do. I was out till 1 a.m., which I never do. Wow. Um, it was absolutely terrible. But it <laughs> okay, it wasn't terrible. The next day was out. terrible. Sorry, then. The next day was right. terrible. Um, anyway, um, no, I think uh, Motherfolk put out a new album this year um, called The Beat. Oh. Um, and uh, I got a good chance. I got a chance to go see them, and they were so good. They put on such an amazing show. Um, and so, for those not in the know, Motherfolk is this band from Cincinnati. Um, they're kind of this acousticy, folky, um, but also mixed with a little bit of like Midwest emo, sad boy um, uh, bands that um, our friend, our mutual friend Ethan, is the drummer for. Um, and I'm really just like super excited that like. The, this whole genre of music in this album in particular is completely right up my alley. Right. Um, it reminds me a lot of kind of like Manchester Orchestra. Like I've actually told some friends that like, hey, I know you like Manchester Orchestra. You should check out this band. Um, and every time they've been like, oh my God, it is. This is so good. Um, but um, it, it just feels really cool that like, it's genuinely a good album, and he happens, like, I happen to know a guy in it. it. It would be different if I were like, oh, yeah, man, that album, like, that, that's really good. And then I, like, hated it. But also, like, <laughs> it's not like that at all. If I didn't know Ethan, I would still listen to this yeah, album. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> Anytime I talk about Mother Folk or I listen to him or anything, like, I totally agree. Um, and also, what, I don't want to step on your toes, but what's really interesting to me about Mother Folk is that you like it, I like it. And I don't know how much you've talked to Ethan about music and, you know, times of being a little bit closer to him in school. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a little bit surprised that he's in a band that we both fuck with because he turned me on to a band called the Dresden Dolls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know them. We've talked about them. Uh-huh. Fucking weird. So that's... <laughs> For sure. If, if there was any band <laughs> Ethan was going to be in, I would picture it being something like that. So the fact... No, I... I kind of get that vibe because, like, you can tell he's not. Well, I shouldn't say this because I don't know him super well anymore. But like at the time, I don't think he ever would have been in a band like this. Um, it's it's it, it's very chill for him. Yeah, I. But I think what that does <laughs> do is I remember that Ethan did a, a thing for a while. I think he did it on Instagram. There was an app where you could do like a four way video pane. Oh yeah, he yeah. would do all mm-hmm. these covers, and I always knew that he was a really good musician. But once I saw those, then it kind of blew me away because he was covering songs that were complex on every instrument. That was the other thing; he played every yeah. instrument in these covers. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think he has some pretty heavy musical chops. I think definitely. I, I think one of the reasons i think really the main reason that me and him were really ever friends is we got we were into music and into weird shit so i i don't know i remember Mm -hmm. 
I talked to him a lot about punk and he showed me like that band like the Dresden Dolls. Um, you know, so we we had really eclectic tastes, but yeah, definitely he's a musician first and foremost. Absolutely. And and one of the cool things about his his band, especially this new album, I don't know um, how much you've listened to it. I'm not going to ask and put you on the spot, but there's a um, they have this. I, and I didn't know this before until I saw them, but they have this like a girl who plays synth and she is like crazy good. Um, I'm starting to get to that age where I kind of like understand like synthesizers and like actually respect people that are good at synth um so i think that's kind of super interesting and she's like really fucking good um and it adds this it it just adds this really cool unique layer to songs that like i wouldn't think well like i said they're kind of like this acoustic-y folky um emo band but they're adding some electronic parts that normally wouldn't go together but they do it in such a cool way yeah no um uh, you know honestly i I, egg on my face i'm a little bit embarrassed to say i didn't know that they were as popular as they were (laughs) so (laughs) i remember listening to some of the early music and i think they existed before ethan i don't think ethan is a founding member of the band no um so i listened to some of their early material and to be honest with you i just it kind of fell off my radar because i didn't know they were still putting Mm -hmm. out music um, right. So, you know, a little, little bit of uh, honesty. I just didn't think they were very popular. <laughs> and sure. they absolutely were. And then real quick, while we're on the subject, I want to shoehorn in one more album that's kind of related. I won't take up too much time on it. But um, at that same show, one of the openers um, is a band that I had never heard of. They're from Nashville. Um, but... It's one of those bands that, like, I didn't know them, and then I saw them live, and then I just became completely obsessed. And so did Erica, which is kind of cool, because there's not a lot of, like, bands that we are both like, fuck yeah. So anyway, there was a band that opened for them called Gold Park, um, and they are not very, like, popular at all. Um, but... Um, so long story short, I'll make this as quick as possible. Um, when we saw them, Ethan's band ended up like being super late. Their like van broke down and I knew it was like a work night. So I didn't want to be there super late. I was wanting to see Ethan's band and I kind of thought they were opening. So I was just going to bail right after that. Um, it turns out they ended up playing last and (laughs) I was just in kind of a bad mood, this real funk because like we were in this weird ass bar where I didn't want to pay $6 for a drink, but also I didn't want to not drink. Um, (laughs) yeah, uh, (laughs) I get that. I was just in kind of this weird, bitter mood. And then there was an opener that like just completely sucked. And then this other band started going on after them. And I was just like kind of pissed that I had to sit through another opener that I, that I didn't even know was on the bill. So they start setting up and me and Erica are kind of just giving each other the we're rolling our eyes. And then they start to do their sound check. And what comes out of this man's mouth is basically the coolest combination of what I describe as like the strokes if they were more of like a 90s pop band you can tell they're kind of influenced by um do isn't that, yeah that hurt my yeah, brain it's, it's kind of weird <laughs> to, to really piece all those very intricate pieces together <laughs> that, that hurts my brain a bit but yeah yeah, and it's kind of weird to explain, but I would I would definitely urge you to listen to at least a couple songs. Uh, out of curiosity, did that just did that improve your mood? Were you a little bit more immediately? Okay. 
And as soon as we heard them like sound checking and I, we both kind of gave each other the eyes. We're like, oh, these guys are going to be good. We were actually sitting like in the back at a table with our beers. Like we were just going to sit this one out. But then as soon as they started playing, I was just like, I got to get up there. I got to get up there and dance. So we went up to like basically front row and was just like our mind melted the whole time. They did a Radiohead cover, High and Dry, um, oh. which is like super good. Hmm. Anyway. So. Okay. All right. So sorry I, I gushed too long, but definitely check them yeah, out. Yeah. No, definitely interesting. And uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't know if he really done it, but shout out to Ethan. You know, bully bully for you and mother folk. What I was trying to say, I, I, I did look them up on Spotify. I want to double check. Yeah, their top song has 7 million plays. Yeah, that's insane. That's a fucking lot. So that's they're, awesome. they're small in the grand scheme, but pretty fucking popular in my opinion yeah for sure um, <laughs> i don't know seven million people <laughs> uh i doubt ethan does uh, God, that's what you're saying. insinuating yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i kind of just shit on him like well they're only popular because ethan knows seven million people <laughs> yeah oops I mean, that was just a weird, like, comparison to make. Like, I couldn't name 7 million people. I don't know how he's doing it. Yeah, can't. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking can't. Oh, shit. That reminds me of a really, um, of a line from This Is 40, which is kind of a mediocre movie, but there's some good oh, parts. Oh, I love This um, Is 40. I, me too. It's so, me I too, think it's underrated. I think it is too, but they're talking about Graham Parker's new album, and one of the British guys says, "No, he's Scottish." He's like, "You could personally write a letter to everyone that bought this album." <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I, rem- I remember that line. It actually really yeah, right. made me laugh. There is another one that I thought was really funny: is the band that wrote "Play That Funky Music, White Boy," which is Wild Cherry. Um, <laughs> he had a really funny line. Uh, oh, he was talking about their second album. And he was like, <laughs> uh, I think my mom bought two. <laughs> He's talking about how it didn't sell at all. That one always really makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my third album, uh, I'm going to go. Okay, I kind of have a decision to make here. Okay, I'm going to go with a band called Of Montreal. Oh, okay. do you know that band? Uh, vaguely i know of them i know that they're a band that like you should appreciate but i couldn't ever really yeah this like, ain't up your alley buddy get into yeah, this it this is not yeah. your shit but they came out with an album yeah. this this year called free wave lucifer fuck 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 <laughs> right <laughs> and it's as weird as it sounds and i fucking yeah. loved it this was this was my one that I saw late in the year only because we were doing this. Saw it, went back. Because Of Montreal was in my head. Like, I know who these guys are. I I know this. Uh-huh. And then, and I and I thought the album name, the album name was really funny. And uh, yeah, I just, I went back and I was like, well, let me check it out. Let me see what I can remember. And sure enough, I was like, oh, they're basically a noise, rock, psychedelic, weird, neo uh-huh. shit. Well, the the one time, not to interrupt you. No, go for it. Uh, but uh, the one time I tried to go back and like listen to Of Montreal, um, they just reminded me of, uh, they do something similar of like King Gizzard or um, 
guided by voices yeah. where their whole thing is they just put out way too much fucking music. Oh. Uh, they they have so many albums and they've been doing it for like 30 years. Yeah, and and you know, there when you get into the more experimental side of music, I think it just becomes really divisive because everybody's yeah. taste differs, you know. I find that it, what I what I've been doing lately when I listen to a new band or a new artist that I'm interested in, I just kind of gauge how interested I'm in and how much I feel like I can do that. Mm-hmm. Which is a little pretentious and only go like I, <laughs> I I totally get that, but nine times out of ten I go wow that is really hard to do I'm intrigued. Yeah. Only like one out of the ten times am I kind of like yawn, you know <laughs> like it, trust me most musicians are better than me, right? <laughs> but that's why I really like this uh, this experimental, um experimental music in general because i think about that is how the fuck do you write that like you pick up a guitar and then you're like hey man i have a song uh it's about two and a half minutes long and it has it's made up of about 15 other songs yeah like i I don't even it it just just the patience it takes to take something just fucking light years away and piece all that together uh, it is is just yeah. I I don't even know how people do it. I I just think right. those I, I think those people are wildly creative. Uh, I I'm kind of I, as much as I like experimental and prog music, I am pretty much count to four and repeat when I write music. All right, I don't <laughs> have sure. time to fucking subdivide. All right, one two three four, <laughs> motherfucker. Don't Boris get to the chorus? Indeed. That's yeah, all that's mean. that is my Eli's <laughs> school of songwriting. Um, so yeah, it just blows me away. But the reason this band in particular is on my list is just because there's something about it that sounded retro, which piqued my curiosity. It's like it Ooh. had moments of being really fresh, and then kind of reminded me of fucking like Adam Hartmother from Floyd. Like it, it was, it was reminiscent of psychedelic music, which is very different than noise rock. So for a band to right. kind of go into this very proggy noise rock area and then kind of revert back to Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, kind of, I was like, well, this is actually pretty interesting. Like this is a this is a vibe. This is something I I truly haven't really heard a lot of. So For yeah, sure, that's yeah. why they're on there. I mean, they're definitely niche. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> they're not a. They're you. If you want to end a party, put this band on. <laughs> you will figure out. <laughs> you will figure out who your friends. What friends are not into this? It's going to be probably a majority. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, that's that's one that I was pretty excited about. Okay. Yeah, I might have to check that one out. I can't promise. It, I, I think you should throw it on, listen to the first song, and just you know ha- yeah. have that nugget of knowledge in the back of your mind. But other than that, yeah, it's I I could say as <laughs> as your best friend, it is not up your alley. <laughs> right. Well, best is yeah. Friend strong. is even a little loose, but keep it up, motherfucker. <laughs> keep it up, dude. <laughs> you get nothing from me. <laughs> rolling right along uh we are back and i uh did i wanted to update uh (laughs) that's when you update drake (laughs) wanted to update my alcoholism 
Um, I, I really have not even had that much beer. I don't. I'm <laughs> just all over the place. I can't speak at all. Um, anyways, uh, I did get this. This was originally what I got for the podcast, but I saw that tea and I was like, oh, I got to drink that, sure. which I, which I drank the whole thing. That is good, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I just got a little Scheinerbach, uh, traditional holiday cheer. That would have been such a good idea to actually get like a Christmassy beer. Cause like it's that season and stuff, but I just was so lazy. <laughs> got beer on my MacBook. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Oh, that's fruity. Oh, it's peaches and pecans. Oh, that, I think that sounds delightful. Well, it, it, it's good. It just, I, I didn't, I wasn't ready. I was not ready. Okay. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know that was in there. But anyways, I, I switched over to that. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Just to, just to update everybody. Okay. <laughs> we got, we got two more albums to talk about. Yeah. Um, I did my third. I believe you uh should do your second uh my number two is broken bells put out a new album this year called into the blue and it is so fucking good um broken bells um they put out like so this is their third album and their first album was amazing their second album i didn't even really listen to because this entire time this album was coming out i told everyone broken bells is putting out a new album they haven't done anything in like 10 years i was dead wrong um <laughs> but um so if you're I not was hip, mistaken uh broken bells is james mercer of the shins that's and right danger mouse that's right um, that's kind of their duo side project they do together um it's this really epic like synthy indie kind of music that just has these all these crazy awesome builds um and then just combined with the fact that it's like the guy from the shins doing this kind of like well shins-esque type vocals uh on top of that um it's really good um yeah i kind of i kind of forgot about these guys i forgot about broken bells yeah, they're not like, well, they're pretty popular in like the indie world um, to the hipsters that like used to be like really into the shins, but now they feel kind of a little bit too old to like comfortably listen to the shins, but still want a little <laughs> bit of James Mercer. That's exactly where I am. Like, I. I that sounds pretty astute. I loved actually. the movie. I loved the movie Garden State when it came out. And now looking back, I'm like, it's not a great movie. I still really like Zach Braff. That's how I feel about Broken Bells. It allows me to <laughs> to still listen to to James Mercer without like just being a total hipster up my own ass. <laughs> I feel the exact same way about the Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> right? <laughs> because when I originally saw that movie, it blew my mind. I thought it was the coolest movie that ever existed. And I thought Wes Anderson was a god. And he did continue to go on and make some pretty amazing movies that I haven't mm-hmm. seen. <laughs> uh, but uh, you go back and watch it now. And it is a good movie. I mean, I'm not discrediting the movie. But there was definitely a part of me that enjoyed that movie because it felt cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know. And he's just, like, shaking it up by doing all this, like, weird, you know, stuff with the photography and colors. And Well, you know what's weird, too, is there was this weird phase in my life, which I, I don't know if people really understand this about me. Because I think most of the time when people talk to me and hang out with me, they understand that I'm really nerdy. I'm into nerdy shit. I like grunge music and punk music and metal. And I'm very... I tend to be fairly avant-garde. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like things that challenge, that ask for your attention. 
but there was quite a few years where I listened to Vampire Weekend and watched Wes Anderson movies <laughs> and read Vonnegut, <laughs> and you know I was a pussy, really. I was fucking okay. I wouldn't say that. I'm still, I still kind of fuck with Vampire Weekend. So, well, okay. Well, I, at the time, we didn't know that Vampire Weekend was going to continue to be cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, they had their first album and were like, oh man. You want to move to Maine? <laughs> I heard Massachusetts is cool. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> all right, sorry. Sidebar. No, you're exactly right. Um, but yeah, no, check out, check that out. Um, and then also, I'm going to shoehorn in real, real, this real quick. So I'm not going to do any honorable mentions because I'm kind of just like shoehorning albums in. Yeah, you're fitting As in part here. of my, because they're related. Um, also this year, Danger Mouse did put out a second album. He probably did more than that. I don't even fucking know. This guy is insane. Um, he yeah, did he another... <laughs> is very prolific. Yeah. Absolutely. He did another album with uh, Black Thought from The Roots called Cheat Codes. And that is a very good hip hop album. I did not know about this. Yes, you should definitely listen to it. It's very good. Yeah, that that piqued my interest. Is there a reason that you picked the Broken Bells album over that one? Because that Uh, one sounds more interesting (laughs) to me, but... Yeah, mostly just because I've listened to the Broken Bells album like probably five or six times since it came out. The Cheat Codes album, I've only listened to it twice. Like, it's really good, but broken bells will will always just hold a special place in my heart yeah definitely fair yeah definitely Uh fair uh i i do i do weirdly enough feel that way uh even about the shins yeah james it's weird how you kind of move on from phases in music in your life and those people are weirdly incredibly important to like Mm -hmm. your taste and experiences and then you forget about them yeah you know Mm -hmm. who i used to love that i haven't listened to in probably five years fleet foxes Oh, yeah. Flea Fox is great. Yeah. And they're still putting out music. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they're putting out an album every year, but they're still, yeah. you know, making music. So yeah. I was actually going to put on one of my, okay, this is an, I guess this is an honorable mention because I'm talking about it, even though I wasn't going to. Sure. Um, hey, it's okay. You can have an honorable mention. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just feel like I'm taking up too much air now. Um, uh, it needs to die. Um <laughs> Uh, so Pete Yorn um, was a really, yes. really influential uh, singer-songwriter to me. Um, and actually, I discovered him because of Johannes got me into Pete Yorn. I had never heard of him before. Um, That's hilarious. Never heard that story. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. he gave me okay. a whole bunch of like CDs to rip back in the day when people did that. And I was like, who's Pete Yorn? And then I listened to it, and it changed my life. It was like basically one of those albums. And uh, he put out an album yeah. this year called Hawaii. And it was uh-huh. like just okay. I wanted to put it on because of like the, mm-hmm. the the you know because he means a lot to me because of the nostalgia. But I just I just couldn't. <laughs> that was kind of my Eddie Vedder pick. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think there was enough songs to warrant it being on the list. But mm. I, I do hear you. That's kind of what happened with Eddie Vedder. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, fair. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Little nostalgic trip. But okay. I, I'll just say it. We don't have to have a big conversation. This is why I love music is because you when i met you you weren't sheltered you weren't ignorant to things you had your own tastes and stuff um i mean i'm we're doing this at you as a man who your favorite band is still weezer for sure (laughs) and i don't mean that insulting what i mean is like you have a taste in things um and i did and i thought anything that was weird was cool you know what i'm saying but then again, actually, I, lo- I owe a lot of that to Logan of listening to these like indie, cool, hip 
like college bands, you know, it was probably what people were listening to at the time in college, you know, that were nerdy and, Mm -hmm. and weren't jockey. It was probably the people sitting around in a book club, like, you know, Hey, put on feet, fleet foxes, you know, (laughs) let's listen to Daniel Johnston, you know, that, (laughs) but you had a good, Oh shit. I hit my mic. You, you had a different experience where you discovered it. Yeah, probably like five years later than me. So Mm -hmm. give or take, you know, but you, I don't know. I get, I, I just get off on that really hard. It's like, you know, I, we, we have different relationships with all these artists and it kind of influences your taste and you get older and then you go back and you listen to them. I don't know. It's really exciting. I don't know. It's really interesting. Like, I love that you are into Broken Bells. Like, I haven't thought about them in years. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Y- you no, know it's what I such mean? A, it's such a trip, because I can't remember if we've talked about this on the podcast, but there was a couple of years ago where um, I went back and listened to The Rocket Summer, which was my favorite album, yes. the most influential album. When I was, like, 16, I had that CD in my car, and it lit- I've told you before, it literally got stuck in my CD deck. Yeah. So that is all I listened to to whenever I drove this particular car for about two years. Um, and I hadn't really kind of gone back to listen to the album. And um, a couple years ago, I just decided, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna go, go, back, go back into this rabbit hole and see uh, what happens. And it was a weird experience because... <laughs> I was gonna break it down. I was really, I was really depressed, and I didn't think I would be. Um, and granted, this was a couple of years ago, and I had a lot of stuff going on in my life. But basically, it brought up all these memories of me like driving around my my shitty town, and I had all these dreams and aspirations and like i was thinking about like what life is going to be like when i get a chance to because i mean that's actually kind of what the album is about too like it's basically getting out of your your hometown and doing something with your life and i was just kind of thinking like i think the last time i like really listened to this i actually did have goals and i have not accomplished a single one of them um it was just kind of a weird activity to do i still like the album a lot and i it means a lot to me but <laughs> no i it's different I, now yeah i totally hear you and i i i've spent a lot of time talking to my friends lately and i think we're all kind of we're all kind of going through that i i've noticed we're all having a weird sobering realization in life you know what i did i did the exact same thing with and you want to know what album i did that with what's that Palomino by Trample by Turtles. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And I wasn't even that young. Nostalgic, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't even that young. That was college. The only other album before that would be Vampire Weekend's first album because Mm -hmm. that one did actually get stuck in my CD deck. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I did go back and I listened to Palomino like driving around one day and I was like, whoo, this is kind of heavy because life was so different. And, you know, you, me, and Erica went and saw that band and had a little fun adventure. And we have a story that we could still regale people with during that concert. <laughs> and uh, Silver and gold. Silver and gold. <laughs> Play what you want. <laughs> um, you know, but it was uh, it was sobering for sure. And yeah. it made me, yeah, I thought about you guys super hard and how different we all are. But we're all still somehow friends i i got very emotional (laughs) i got very emotional it was heavy so yeah but that's uh yeah that's what's it's what's cool man it's oh yeah music baby it's groovy uh all right what's uh, what's your number two yeah let me find my bong real quick (laughs) (laughs) um draws like a pencil (laughs) oh fucking draws like a pencil um (laughs) 
All right. Uh, hit you with my number two. Um, so mine, my, I'm a, my turn to get a little hipstery. Okay. So mine is by the band Interpol. Came out with ah. an album this year. Uh, the Other Side of Make Believe. Gotcha. Okay. I think we've talked about Interpol on the podcast because it just came up randomly. And I was like, oh, my God, did you listen to Interpol? And you were like, not really. <laughs> yeah. And I I uh, was just scrolling through nostalgic bands. And there's a really niche area of my life that's very nostalgic is around the time that I heard the root or not the roots, the strokes the hives mm -hmm. like that style of music was also around the time that i got really into interpol kaiser chiefs mm -hmm. weird british indie yeah. which had a completely different sound than bands like the strokes and the hives and mm -hmm. you know i think arcade fire was starting to kind of percolate around that time too yeah. mm -hmm. um just really interesting rock bands but there was something about that british sound that i really liked and i think i finally figured out what it is it sounds sad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And listening to this new Interpol album, um, after a couple songs, I was like, I kind of feel like I want to blow my brains out. But I'm kind <laughs> of stoked on this because I just don't think bands really write that sad music much. Mm -hmm. You definitely don't hear it on the radio. You right. Don't, you don't, you know, when that, that was an era where I was getting a lot of new music through MTV. Like, I remember a bunch of Interpol videos, Kaiser Chief videos, um, The Strokes had some actually pretty lasting videos around that time. And uh, I just kind of remember when I would listen to Interpol just feeling, like, to to the bones, just sad. Just, or just somber. I think melancholy, lack remorse. Yeah if you will and when i listen to this album it's kind of the first time i felt that since i was like 30 that sort of like angsty alienation and isolation that you get when you're a teenager and it just resonated with me and also i just i forgot how good that fucking band is their yeah. drummer is a god uh their guitar riffs are immensely more complicated than i remember them being um, and yeah, it just, it really blew me away and it was cool. And I, I've always loved Interpol and just, I got older and I stopped listening to them and I didn't listen to any of their music coming out. So I'm really glad I just, I took a little nostalgia journey and I was like, oh, they came out with an album this year. All right. And I loved it. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a personal pick for me, but I do think the album is very interesting to listen to. Yeah, no, that's cool, man. No, that is very, very hipster of you because I'm, I'm very ashamed that I'm like not very familiar with Interpol's work, like at all. I'm aware of who they are as a band, but to me, they've always been, and I, and I have a pretty like eclectic, I, when someone mentions a band, like, Hey, this band is like legendary. You got to check them out. I do check them out. Um, and when I, and from what I remember when I did check them out, I didn't quite get it yet. So, I mean, we've had that conversation. I was the same way about Pink Floyd. I kind of started coming around. Yeah, um, a little bit. Yeah, I think you, I might you, be ready for Interpol. Yeah, you uh, you get it now. Yeah. That's how I feel with Pink Floyd. I don't think you're ever going to say Pink Floyd is like one of your favorite bands. Right. But, <laughs> but, but you kind of get why people are so into it. I and, get it. Yeah, yeah. And, and what we get. And I, and I get Radiohead now. Similar way. I used to fucking hate Radiohead. Yeah, I used I to think that... 
What were you going to say? Uh, sorry, I haven't turned that corner yet on Radiohead. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I haven't really done much of a dive. I mean, I, I I don't hate Radiohead. I hate Radiohead fans. You know how you talk about that. Tool fans? Yeah. That's how I feel about Radio <laughs> fans. I'm just like, oh my god, shut up, we get it. There are a lot of douchebags out there. Well, one of the things that, you know, not to bring it back to Radiohead, but one of the things that I, I do enjoy about Radiohead now is that they were such an influential band that when you listen to they, it, you would... You, 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 uh, and and it's so weird because Radiohead came before bands like Coldplay. If you've ever listened to Coldplay's early stuff, it's like I love it. Yeah. There would be no Coldplay without Radiohead, and you can totally hear that. Oh yeah, this makes total sense. But I'm just listening to yeah. it backwards. <laughs> yeah, no, you're a hundred percent right. I yeah. do have a lot of those same thoughts. Early Coldplay is actually kind of fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Um. Uh, but yeah, uh, anyways, uh, oh, Inter- okay, I had a thought as you were talking about that. Interpol kind of reminds me if Queens of the Stone Age walked into the studio and somebody's girlfriend had just broken up with them. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and then they listened to, like, Radiohead and Bowie for, like, 12 mm. hours, and then they made an album. Yeah, when you put it like that, I'm all about that. That sounds very interesting to me. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you should check it out. I really like Interpol, and I'm yeah. blown away they were still making music. Yeah. So I <laughs> assume they have some importance. But uh, okay, Mitch, all right. Now's the time, baby. Number one. All what right. is your number one album of 2022? Dos. My dos, number dos. Sorry. <laughs> dos. Oh, dos. 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 Dedos. Ring around the dosi. Pocket full of dosis. You done? <laughs> yes. Please okay. continue. Sorry. My number one album this year, and I, I don't think you're going to be super surprised. Um, you've heard me kind of gush about this band a lot, but they did put out a new album this year um, that is my number one, and it is Wilco. Put out an album called Cruel Country. Oh. Um, I, I was really kind of, um, so it's, it's, it's definitely become my, my number one favorite album of the year. At first it was not like that. Um, and basically here's why. So, um, my Wilco obsession is very deep. It's very, very intense. Yeah. It's very animalistic, but it's still kind of new. I've only been a Wilco fan for about three or four years and i went hard in the paint (laughs) Uh, no i i i had a similar experience and i'll be honest with you mitch i don't really remember you talking about wilco too much this year so really okay unless i tuned you out um (laughs) i i think maybe you were a little i think you played your cards a little bit close to the chest on this one i don't remember well, that may be just because, um, maybe I'm misremembering it, because this year, both this year and last year, Wilco were, like, on my top five artists of on, like, the Spotify wrapped thing. Mm. So, it's been kind of a you know, last couple of years kind of thing. I just went deep down that rabbit hole. And I think basically what kickstarted it is... Um, weirdly enough this is gonna sound so lame but in that parks and rec episode where jeff tweedy is in he is like kind of such a funny actor that i was like this guy seems like he's like really fucking cool in real life um so i kind of like watched some like interviews and stuff and i listened to a couple podcasts that he was in and then 
I found out that he wrote a couple books that I bought and immediately read, which is weird because I don't read books, but I read his book very quickly. <laughs> um, and I, I think he's just a, a super genuine, funny person. And one of the reasons, like he, he was on a podcast one time and they asked him like, well, if you weren't a musician, what would you be? And he was like, I think I would want to be like a comedian or like a writer. And I was like, I totally get that because his personality, but also his songwriting kind of in a weird way, um, is humorous at times. Um, but at the same time, like, okay, going back even further, um, he was <laughs> he was in a band called Uncle Tupelo in the 90s, oh, the, okay. basically the first alt-country band. Okay, I and have heard fa- this, this speech from you. <laughs> exactly. So I am remembering this, but yeah, okay. continue. All right. So I'll, I won't make it, I won't drag it out too long, but basically, yeah, he, he basically kind of is the pioneer of alt-country. He created the first alt-country band in the 90s, um, and then they broke up, parted ways. He kind of started, you know, writing his own stuff, and that's when Wilco was born. Um, and it's just this super folky with, like, some alt-country-esque roots, but it's mm-hmm. way more rockish. Because I also do really like Wilco. Mm-hmm. Um, Nels Klein is probably the most creative and just fucking slayer of a guitar I've Absolutely. ever seen. He is such an interesting guy. And I, yeah, I weird is perhaps the most astute word because I don't have another word for it because I just don't get it. But right. I want to do it. I want to be able because he could tread. It's not yeah. that he relies on the weirdness. He can tread. He just kind of combines it somehow mm-hmm. and yeah i'm I, nels klein is probably easily top 10 guitars for me easy yeah i'm so glad to hear you say that because I, I completely feel the same way and that's what i like so much about them is that they can do both the crazy weird shit that sounds just very out there and not like traditionally good but then they back it up by like being really good songwriters that can write catchy songs yes and they do both like um you know what's not to love um they'll they'll basically have this catchy country-esque type song and then they'll just do this weird ass breakdown where he's just making as crazy of noises as he can and it's not easy it's not like he's just like you know like Oh, here's a weird guitar pedal that I turn on and just sort of like... (laughs) Right. No, he's playing very intricate guitar parts. That's what I really fuck with. Because anybody can make weird sounds on a guitar. Right. Not many people can do that and write a incredibly almost impossible to recreate, you know, guitar part. So yeah, yeah, no, I'm yeah, I'm totally with you in that regard. Yeah, so so this album, Cruel Country. Um, so basically, when it first came out, I was like kind of bummed about it. Um, I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, that was kind of I don't a like down. I don't like the name. I haven't heard this album. Don't like the name. Well, it's very much like a acoustic. It's the most yep. chill album they've ever done. I get and that's that. not my favorite. Like what I love about Wilco is when they do the crazy shit and they fucking rock. Agreed. Um this this doesn't really rock. This album doesn't rock at all. Um but then I listened to it probably five or six more times <laughs> and then it grew on me. And from like a again, the hence the name Cruel Country, if you if you view this as a country album it's very good the songs are amazing the lyrics are very good the melodies are incredible um 
and it's just kind of this uh, more somber acoustic album um, that hits differently, but um, in a way that I think is incredible. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I totally miss this album, and I will be listening to it. I may even start listening to it tonight. Yeah, I will. Uh, oh, and I, I also I did see Wilco this past summer, which is one of, the first ah. time I'd ever seen them, and that was very good. Um, and it was around the same time that album came out. They were actually supporting the album, and um, I found basically a set list on Spotify of like, here's the songs they're going to do. And I don't normally like to do that, but I did kind of want to see a little bit. I, I kind of wanted to get myself used to it just so I could kind of like refresh myself on right. the songs. So I went back and listened to that 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 playlist a whole bunch. And um, I think in just listening to that that playlist of their set list, I, I kind of fell in love with the C- Cruel Country songs. Um, I'm going to, if I have your permission, I'm going to gush on you a little bit. My f- One of my favorite things about you and about music is that you... You have never been afraid to listen or to enjoy an artist or a band, even if they're not cool or, you know, trendy or, uh, you know, you don't, you don't, you've never cared about that. And I have a lot of respect for that because sometimes I get a little self-conscious. Like, you were kind of the only person that I've told my <laughs> Dixie Chicks journey to don't be ashamed of that brother (laughs) um but as i've gotten older i've had to learn that you know just just because a pan a band is cool doesn't make them good and just because a band is popular doesn't make them bad Mm -hmm. and you know as you have a critical ear and listen to music production and things like that when you really get into the weeds and get really nerdy about it you know all music becomes interesting one of my favorite parts about you is that you will go see a band live. Um, sometimes even if you're not like a huge fan of them or you will be a huge fan, but I think you're always honest. Like when you went and saw U2, you know, you, you've always liked U2. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you went and you, you said that that was one of the craziest life experiences you've ever had. You, you said it was 100%. life. Yeah. You said it was life altering. I don't think you're saying that because you like you too. I think it was genuinely life altering because if you went and they put on a shitty show, you would have said it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I respect about you. Mm-hmm. Is 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 you don't you? There's no filter for you. You mm-hmm. you either like it or you don't, and you have fairly concise opinions on why you like it or why you don't. Mm-hmm. And, and if you go see a band live, they're a band that you like. They put on a bad show. You will say that. You know, and you'll say why it was bad, and you have mm-hmm. totally like logistical, reasonable opinions on to why it was bad. If you go see a band that you didn't think that you would like, and you see them live and they put on a good show, all of a sudden they're your new favorite band. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I try to toe the line between like, so I'm just a music fan in general. I think exactly. that the worst music has something that some some good qualities about it but also i don't want to say that as like a i just don't want to i don't want to say that to conflict with other people like the whole like the oh the beatles are overrated the beatles suck like yeah i did think that at one point in my life but now i'm kind of like well that's kind of embarrassing like you can't don't don't what is what was the word you used just to be different like 
typically, it, it, the word I would use is pretentious. <laughs> okay, that's I, I think it's pretentious to not like something because it's popular. I, I, I it, pretentious. Yeah, I, exactly. that's the best word I would use. And I also don't want to like like something because it's not popular. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, because that doesn't make it good. Right. <laughs> I, all my friends have heard me talk about hate beak. I love For Hate sure. Beak because it's funny. <laughs> exactly. I don't like Hate Beak because it's good music. Mm, yeah. Um, but no, I have a lot of respect for that because I trust yeah. your opinion. I will defend a few Weezer albums to my dying day. Well, okay. But I also... Yeah. Weezer is admit... not... Yeah, not the best example. <laughs> but I also admit that two-thirds of their catalog is bullshit. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? No, I totally take it back. Weezer is the best example because Weezer is your favorite band... And you will say these albums are bad. Yeah. And I actually have trouble reconciling that in my brain. <laughs> because my favorite band, I don't think, has made a bad album. I think they made albums lesser than their good albums. Mm-hmm. But I'd listen to all of them. Yeah. And I guess you would too, <laughs> but I don't know. That's what I respect about you. Is I really trust your opinion on music because of that. Well, well thanks, man. Yeah. I, yeah. Anyway. Well, if you would like to really defend your Wilco opinion, uh, have a conversation with Logan. Is he not a fan? I don't really know. I remember one day, man, it was a while ago, and uh, I said, you know, like, you know, man, I was thinking the other day, like, when you're on, oh, yeah, no, that was a long time ago. That was probably after high school, early college, maybe even late high school. High school going into college uh, is when me and Logan were playing out quite a bit together. Uh, actually, that was there. There was about four or five shows that me, him, Alex. Okay, I won't say their last name just because I don't know how they <laughs> feel about that. Uh, Alex and Mike. We were a four-person sort of open mic crew, and it could be. It, I mean, it, you were in for some weird shit. Um, basically Logan was weird and would typically bring a distortion pedal to an acoustic gig. Uh, you know, then there's me, you know, you know, me, uh, then there was Alex who was basically Towns Van Zant. Okay. Then yeah. there was Mike who was basically Dylan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of an insane combo. <laughs> it was a pretty weird <laughs> night if you caught us four yeah. together. Um, so it was around that time, but I was like, you know, man, you really remind me of Jeff Tweedy when you're on stage. Like, not that you're, you know, I was just like, just your mannerisms. And he was like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not exaggerating, Mitch. He looked at me and said, don't fucking ever say that to me again. <laughs> Well, it, hold on. Is it because he's not a Jeff Tweedy fan, or is it because he thought the whole thing about his mannerisms was like an insult? Because I can kind of see that. Well, Jeff Tweedy's not a front man's front man. Yeah, I guess I don't remember too well. This was around <laughs> the time that I walked the, watched the documentary about Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, mm-hmm. which, which it, to this day is. Uh, I don't know if it's top five all times out. I mean, it might be in yeah. top ten for me. You know, mm-hmm. it was a very important album for me. Um, and I had watched a documentary uh, uh, about the making of that album. And um, I like Jeff Tweedy for the most part. Uh, he seemed like a really nurturing dad. That's why I like him. Mm-hmm. If, you're oh, a good, yeah. if you're a good dad, you fucking won me over. That's all I yeah. need. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, I I do think I asked him why, and I think his consensus was that Jeff Tweedy was kind of a dick. Hmm. Ah, 
I, I don't know. <laughs> I would love to be a fly on the wall for your guys' conversation about Woko, though. I would Because I'm sure his opinion is at least mildly different. Because oh, this yeah, was yeah. probably close to eight, <laughs> almost ten years ago. Right. But I would I would love to, <laughs> to see you guys Well, I mean, that might it. check out because eight to ten years ago, like, he wrote about it in his book. Jeff Tweedy, like, was severely addicted to, like, painkillers. So oh, you know he's what? definitely come around. Logan may have brought that up. <laughs> Yeah. So Logan may have just kind of <laughs> have already had that knowledge that I do not have. It could be. Guy. Could yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, so that's enough of me gushing. Um, you ready to move on to your number one? Absolutely. What I'm going to do. Sweet. Yeah. Very quickly. I'm going to throw in my honorable mentions before I get to my number one. I'm not going to say a whole lot about them. For example, uh, L1011 put out an album this year. Didn't have time to listen to it. Uh, I would love to. I fucking love that band. Um, I don't even need to listen to it, and I'll put it on my honorable mention because L1011 fucking rocks. Okay, right on. Um, Earl Sweatshirt Sick. Oh, I listened to that one because I saw that on the list, and I was like, oh, I should probably go back and listen to that so to see I, if it can make the list. It, it didn't, but it was good. See, that's the thing. I didn't even listen to it. I want to like ah. Earl Sweatshirt, but I just don't. Okay, <laughs> I, it's not. It's not even I dislike him. I just don't. I don't have a strong opinion about the guy. Mm. And yeah, that's kind of how I feel. You know what's worse? I think in music is not being hated. It's people not having a strong opinion about you. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I'm sure when MC5 rolled out there and was like, "It's time to kick out the jams, motherfucker," people were like, "Oh wow, I hate this." Um, <laughs> right. But they ended up being one of the most important bands ever. Exactly. Um, but if they went out there and were like, "It's time to possibly play music kind of loudly, fellas," <laughs> and nobody had an opinion about them, they wouldn't have mattered. Right. Um. <laughs> You know, I'll say things, and I think they sound smart, and I have a sneaking suspicion (laughs) that they don't. (laughs) You ever do that? All the time. Literally every day. Um, But no, I think what you said, I I respect a lot, and I completely, and I I would completely agree with you. not to like you know to to shit on you but that's one of the things I I when I I remember when I went back and listened to Interpol I just couldn't I I felt nothing mm. and it was one of those things where like oh all these people that I respect their opinions say I should like this band and I don't it's just kind of and that's the I mean that's how I feel about Earl Sweatshirt and just a ton of people yeah yeah I just I I think if, if people don't form an opinion I, I just think it's death as an artist. Mm. Actually, I, I I think that's yeah. So yeah. It, sorry. Anyways, I'm getting totally <laughs> off track. Um, I did find a band that I did actually want to put on my list um, called Stop Drop Rewind. They okay. came out with an EP, which is why I didn't put them on the list because it's technically not an album. Mm, okay. But they have an EP called Heavy Love. I found these guys actually through a Facebook ad. Um, and they're just like a Midwest kind of emo band. But I don't want to say that because their music influences are really interesting. But th- it was a really good EP. Mm-hmm. Um, they just look like nerdy guy. They looked like if you, me, and Aaron started a band. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> we went and did a music video or two. That's what they yeah. looked like to me. And, and and I fucked with their music really hard. So I, if they would have put out an, an actual album, they would be on my list. 
Um, yeah, so that's pretty much my honorable mentions. Let me let me uh, stop spinning the yarn here. Let me get to this number one. <laughs> so my number one album of 2022, this will come to zero surprise to Mitch, but it is my boy, my hot boy, Jakey, with his album Rom-Com. Yes, I knew you were going to go there. Yeah. And I'm so glad you did. It, it's absolutely my favorite album probably for a while that has come out. And um, I won't bore too many people. Look, he's a YouTuber. You could look him up on YouTube, Nakey Jakey. Um, he has released music throughout his YouTube career. Um, he's done a lot of singles. He's actually been working on this album for about six to seven years. Um uh, no, yeah, I think he actually said he started working on this album pretty much before he started YouTube. Wow. Um, and he's just a little video gamer boy. Um, I kind of just have a total man crush on this guy. I, his sense of humor. I get it. Yeah, his sense of humor is so much in line with mine. Um, he's a down to earth guy. He's struggled with a lot of mental health issues. Uh, mental health issues. It comes out a lot in his content and his art. Um, and I don't find it pandering. I don't find it preachy. I, I find it very real and very personable, which is why I like Jakey and why I particularly really like this album. Um, Rom-com as an album one, I consider it a concept album because there's samples that run throughout the entirety of the album that come out, that come up at different times. Typically most of the songs feed into one another. Um, and it's really smart because it's called rom-com. So when you listen to the album, there's actually one song in particular where it sounds like a movie trailer. And there, I also believe is a line in one of the songs where he literally says, what if the, what, what if it's a rom-com? So it is this really interesting, intricate, self-reflection where he gets really personal and really deep about things going on in his life all the way back to his childhood and it's only like eight songs mm -hmm. and it's weird that he covered so much territory with all these songs but uh it feels incredibly lonely but uplifting somber yet hopeful um i guess which is kind of what somber is sad but hopeful um yeah incredibly interesting and i personally think that jakey has bars i think he has really good lines in this not everyone Completely is great agree. yeah but there there's some really good lines and he has a, a good flow he could write a hook um i was really blown away by this i was impressed i wanted it for a long time i i think if it was not great i would probably be saying well it's not the best but uh i don't think that at all I, I really have listened to this album about four or five times, and it only came out in, like, November. Mm. It has not been out well, long. Well, if it helps you feel better or, like, validate that, it's like, I am aware of Jakey, mostly just through you. You have showed me a couple of his videos. Um, I don't know much about him. I don't, I'm not the biggest fan, especially compared to you. But you told me to check out the album, and I, like, I... Honestly, I didn't for like a couple weeks. I was like, ah, I'll get to it when I have time. And then I did sit down and listen to it. And not knowing much about him at all, I was immediately hooked. I was like, this is very fucking good. And, and I just want to say, and, and I would imagine a part of that is due to the, the production of the album, the seriousness that he takes the album. Mitch, he did all that by himself. Yeah, that's wild. 
I mean, I'm sure he had help. I'm, I'm not mm. going to like pretend like he didn't have a buddy or people. But the reason it took, I mean, he's been working on it for six to seven years. The thing's only seven songs. Yeah. He did pretty much a majority of that completely by himself. And I don't even comprehend that level of thought process and yeah i i gush about it i i mean you know it's it's also a style of hip-hop and rap that i'm not incredibly familiar with but there definitely is quite a few different artists out there doing something similar um yeah just really interesting i just really respect when an artist comes out and especially somebody who like has a career in something like comedy i mean that's basically what he does on youtube is comedy for him to come out and just write this really personal album and talk about all these things he struggled with and in his mental health but in a way that just you know is i'm not applauding it because he's talking about his mental health i'm applauding it because he's being sincere mm-hmm. it's not preachy yeah. it's not pandering it's honest and he's just talking about it and uh he just wants you to fucking vibe and listen to it so you know yeah i it, this will probably be an album that i'll never stop listening to also jakey huge fan of the sopranos oh my man yeah loves the sopranos <laughs> he has multiple well, pine barons oh yeah duh that's a sopranos <laughs> reference and he has that one he has that one song it was a single before this album many years ago but it starts out with tony soprano and they're talking to therapist i want your eyes i want your skin <laughs> And she's like, you project all these things onto me. Yeah, I. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he he loves the <laughs> Sopranos. Big Sopranos fan. That's great. But my favorite part about Pine Barrens is the fact that it's a reference to the Sopranos. I believe it's a reference to. I don't remember. You may know a particular episode. It's a reference to. I am. I know the exact episode. Yeah okay they is have it, this like they they like kidnap this russian guy and they take him out to the middle of nowhere in the woods and it's really cold and they yep. try to like kill the guy but he ends up being this badass like guy that basically gives them a run for their money yes it, actually around that episode is when i stopped watching sopranos that's like one of the most legendary episodes yes which is <laughs> trust me buddy i'm going back I, okay I'll, I'll finish it one day um but uh the hook in that one of the major lines is it doesn't matter what you wear when you die right and i don't know why i just think that's a fucking badass line yeah it is. and uh <laughs> yeah it really 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 works so yeah that's my top album for 2022 um we talked about them we discussed them wow what a what a musical adventure we just went on we talked about no. a lot of music we really did yeah we kind of ran the gamut from country to earl sweatshirt <laughs> yeah I, there was not a whole lot we didn't talk about we even got weird with of montreal and got into weird experimental shit yeah and we talked about everything <laughs> okay all right well that was our top albums of 2022 real quick we'll we'll just do one last bit here before we wrap it up instead of doing what you're cranking because we you've obviously heard that um, I've been really into movies lately, so yeah, let's go. There. I guess I'm gonna say, Mitch, what you streaming, and <laughs> what's a movie you've watched recently you're really into? Okay, so I'm not gonna give you the top five. I've just I think I've narrowed it down to one. My <laughs> thank top you. I just movie. want one. I, did, I don't need five. 
<laughs> well, I, I, I do have a, a, a favorite movie that was put out this year. Um, I, I think it's on HBO Max or something now, but um, uh, have you seen Everything Everywhere All at Once? Uh, no, I am not omnipotent. I can't do that. God damn it. Why did I even? I thought that was kind of funny. That That was kind of a deep (laughs) philosophical joke. No, I have heard of this movie. So, oh, shit. Sorry. I have heard of that, though. So please continue. Um, yeah. So, so basically, it's, um, it's this kind of like fantasy sci fi. But there's also moments of comedy. Um, it's like the one of the weirdest fucking movies I've ever seen, but in a, mm. in a really kind of cool, fun, playful way, where they're it's it's not like pretentious or anything like that. There, but it's um, but there's also like multiple universes involved, and I and I. <laughs> this does not sound like a movie you See, would enjoy. See, that's why, like, I'm struggling so hard to even describe it, because it's basically just an hour and a half long journey of, like, what the fuck is going on, but, like, not in a, you know, pretentious way. It's like, I don't even care what's going on. This is so much fun to watch, because there's, like, um, it, 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 like, it revolves around this, like, Chinese family, um, and there's multiple universes involved, like I said, and she basically goes to this universe where she finds out that she is, like, really fucking good at karate. And then they incorporate that into the rest of the movie. There's all these kind of, like, nostalgic, uh, kind of, like, Bruce Lee-type fighting scenes. Um hmm. I, it's just a whole mind and then the the movie it, it has kind of this twist ending that's just like kind of interesting that i won't obviously spoil but um yeah this is probably a bad movie to talk about because really the only way i can sum it up is like you have to watch it <laughs> I, I think that some, those are some of the, the funnest movies to talk about because <laughs> i 100 percent get it like if you're like yeah you yeah. just have to watch it i'm like all right yeah. it's one of those I just have to watch it. Now, I I have heard about it, and I've heard people be very interested in it. And uh, what's really cool, that sounds like a movie you totally would have never watched before, believe it or not. It it doesn't. Not really. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't sound like I would hear something you would bring up. Yeah, totally. And and, and I think part of it is just because, like, it's it's, it's very much kind of like an action. um, Well, like I said, revolved around this, like, kind of like kung fu scenes and i'm i've well i'm not a huge kung fu fan i never have been but um just the way they do it is so much fun um that it's hard to not be a fan Hmm. and that's also not like the crux of the movie it's not like just a kung fu movie it's this really interesting action movie with like kind of this crazy story that no one's ever really told before right yeah no it sounds i mean the sheer fact that you're like there's kung fu there's multiple universes i'm like (laughs) Buddy, you you done struck oil. Stop digging. You know what I mean. A hundred percent. No, yeah. I'm definitely interested. No, I. And it has the guy from the Goonies, and he's all grown up. So, Sean Austin. No, the the Asian guy from the Goonies. What's his name? No, uh, we don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> is it is, is his name Data in the Goonies? Am I making that up or is oh, that... is car- uh No, it is Data. No, you're totally I think, right. I think it is. Yeah, I thought I thought you meant the actor's name. And I'm like, Mitch, we don't know. 
<laughs> and it also has I, I just pulled up the IMDB because I kind of want to it's been a while since I've seen this movie too um, James Hong is in it who is the um, the old Chinese fella that is still alive and he's been in movies for 50 years he was in Seinfeld yeah that name sounds really <laughs> familiar yeah. I think as soon as I saw him, I would know who that is. But yeah. this is a movie that came out this year. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So that that's actually even cooler because, for example, my movie is not one that came out this year. Oh, come on, man. We're doing kind of a wrap-up kind of thing. Uh, uh, it doesn't have to be. You can... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I didn't... When I said that, I didn't realize that. Well... <laughs> <laughs> all right i do think my movie will make you laugh though okay. so i wanted to talk about um a, a little okay sure I'll, I'll throw this in the podcast a little bit of an update in my life i've introduced uh thc into my life uh me and mitch have had multiple conversations about that um i i'm on record i'm sure in those hundred episodes of the podcast just talking about how typically i would only smoke weed once a year that has completely mm-hmm. changed um it, it's a pretty prominent part of my life now well um, not to take back from the record but it is delta eight which is like a legal like form of it so correct typically i don't care what's on the record but i just feel like it might be appropriate to at least bring up uh <laughs> yeah i think it's a fair point because it actually kind of explains this whole thing anytime we've ever talked about weed on the podcast or whatever look i, I neither one of us have any qualm with it the issue the issue that i never smoked weed more frequently is is is, is because of the legality um but mm. currently yes now i do smoke delta eight because in ohio that is legal currently i'm mm. i have a stinking suspicion that will change but uh it's probably also not the safest thing in the world whatever i don't care i get high a lot now uh in a way that is technically not illegal um but anyways i ended up <laughs> i ended up <laughs> getting high and watching the lego movie (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome it it is fucking good man (laughs) (laughs) wait so i've never seen any of the lego movies is this just like the lego movie or is this like lego batman because there's a bunch of them aren't there there is wow that as as our our listeners cannot see my jaw almost hit the floor you never (laughs) saw so they're so yes there is uh there was a movie that came out i I could look up the year i don't care enough to but it was called the lego movie chris pratt okay Okay, voice the main guy you never saw that movie no man i have this like weird thing about oh animation i think i'm I think, well, and not just animation, but, like, movies that are targeted towards kids. Maybe that's pretentious of me, but I just, they're never as good as, like, fucking R-rated movies that have a lot of cussing and fighting and blood. That's what I like to watch. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Um, I I could see you getting bored. Uh, This is actually my theory as to why you don't like Star Wars. I I think it's, it's, it's a it's a fantasy it's imagination it's it's supposed to yeah it's supposed to kind of tap into this very homey part of your existence i guess and and just be like the ultimate good the ultimate bad fight each other you know kind of thing um but no that's um the lego movie has chris pratt voices the main character um Job from Arrested Development is Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that, I did know that because I'm a big fan. Yeah, Morgan Freeman is in it and also is Will Ferrell. So actually, weirdly enough, I wanted there was a whole part of this movie I really wanted to talk about, and I can't talk about it because you haven't seen it. You can still talk about it. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'll lay it out. If anybody hasn't seen the Lego movie, go ahead and just it just turn off the podcast now. But basically, here's the premise of the movie, Mitch. It, first off, it's really funny. It It is written for kids, but in a very adult way. There's a bunch of adult jokes that you kind of only get by paying attention uh, yeah. the whole movie is about conformity and why you shouldn't conform and why you should be an individual and and, and do what you think is right and and, and and actual about art too and being an artist and being creative um the entirety of the movie is lego and the animation is incredibly interesting because they did sort of a stop motion thing com- uh paired with cgi uh, it looks awesome. Um, I still think it holds up. It looks really, really good. Um, but basically, this whole movie takes place where Will Ferrell is the bad guy. And the main character that Chris Pratt plays is like a, I don't know, like a the chosen one kind of thing. You know, pretty typical stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, it gets to the point in the movie where all of a sudden the camera starts to pull back. And the entire movie was taking place in this giant Lego set built by humans. So there's a little kid playing with the Legos that you have watched what's happening in his imagination. The bad guy is his dad, who is Will Ferrell, who walks down the stairs. Wow. And says, Oh, that's kind of a cool ending for. And and is basically like, (laughs) you know, these are mine, stop playing with them. Because the whole premise of the movie is the the bad guy weapon is super glue. Because the... <laughs> I think they call it like... Uh, oh, they call it the craggle. But it's crazy glue. Gotcha. They don't know how to print yeah. They call it the craggle. Clever, yeah. And uh, <laughs> Will Ferrell's character in real life is super gluing all the pieces together because he grew up with Legos and is really into Legos as an adult. But he's into building Legos. He's not into creating. He doesn't want his kid to do that so first off i'm high watching this movie again and i totally once again forgot about this plot point so the camera pulls back <laughs> and then it's in real life it's it's live action and will ferrell walks yeah. on the stairs and he's like stop fucking with my legos and <laughs> it's just a movie about not conforming being creative being an individual and just living your life and 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 showing that like you know creativity doesn't always mean that everything's going to be the best or look the best or function the best but it's about being creative and having your own ideas yes this movie is written for children but who who can disagree with that message that's not my beef with it i think that my my beef with the and this is totally like weird of me to say but maybe i'm too jaded but that movie is revolves around legos which is a company you basically watched a two-hour commercial that had yeah had a great story and but by the end of it you were like oh that's awesome let's go out and fucking buy some legos um I watched the Founder movie with Michael Keaton where he plays the McDonald's founder. And I was like, you know what? This is a pretty good movie. And then after I finished it, I was like, I just watched the McDonald's commercial. That is like, what a waste of time. Okay. See, (laughs) this is why I want to talk about movies with you. Because I totally disagree about the Founder. 
I don't necessarily. Uh, yeah, I totally disagree with you about the founder. I, I don't. I don't think that's an accurate representation at all. I, th- I I don't think that movie is supposed to make you want McDonald's. I think that movie actually, it, that movie made me not like McDonald's. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, and the Lego movie. I'm not saying you're wrong. <sighs> you no, gave, you I, gave I me something to grapple with. Different. I'm so I'm sorry, and I can definitely see the difference. I'm not saying it's like the same thing because obviously, right? The whole point of like Legos is like they do promote creativity um, and imagination, and that those are inherently good things. Whereas corporations making money off of selling fast food is an inherently bad thing. But at the same time, well, it's sponsored by a corporation to make money. Correct. <laughs> well, one, so is every movie. Right? The, the, I mean, if you it's paying to make Coca-Cola, money for the you're... movie company. Uh-huh. I mean, it's the, the the point. The purpose is to make money for the company that made the movie. Sure, there right. are Coca-Cola ads thrown in, but it's not the plot. <laughs> well, right. But if you give your money to Coca-Cola or MGM, what's the difference? That's fair. Yeah. I, I Well, I'll be honest, Mitch. You brought up a very interesting point that I do want to think about. <laughs> I'm not going to write it off. I, I just, from my gut, I disagree because I do think that that's why Lego is important to people. Um, there's something that happens in our brain when we play with Legos and why they're relevant in society but you do bring up a good point. I've never looked at that movie through a corporate lens. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. That's that's a really interesting point. I want to think about it. I want to go back because I almost think that if the movie... Okay, we won't get into it. I'm just going to say this one point and we'll move on. I'm very impressed by the point that you made, to be honest with you. I never thought about it. Well, that's, I mean, I kind of viewed like, and you, you might've heard this point too before, but like basically when toy companies found out that they could buy the rights to star Wars and have star Wars toys that completely changed the world of toys. And like, basically I feel like the subsequent star Wars movies, especially the ones like in the nineties that just weren't very good. That was a cash grab. So they could sell Jar Jar Binks toys. (laughs) <laughs> well, you're not necessarily wrong. Yeah, you're, I mean, truthfully, you're not wrong at all. That was uh, definitely a reason that George Lucas... Because you could make a movie and not sell your merchandise rights. One of the first things George Lucas did was sell the merchandising rights. Right. <laughs> the only point I have about the Lego movie is you could make it not about Legos, and the movie would still hold up. That's okay. the difference. Yeah, I can see that. Because this, mm-hmm. it's not the first time, and it wouldn't, and it won't stop. But typically, when movies, when when companies make a movie to be a giant commercial, typically it's not good. Yeah, to me is a little <laughs> bit of a difference. Yeah, and, and points I, towards I, the Lego Movie. That's kind of a fun universe to play around in. It felt like it was made by people who grew up with Legos. And because of Legos, got into making movies. That's what it felt like to me. 
I can't necessarily disprove your point, though. I do want to think about it. I actually... I mean, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't want to come at it so, like, negatively, but... No, I, it's an important the, point. Yeah. That, that's my whole point, Mitch. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's actually an incredibly important point, because now I'm like, fuck. I, I've never bought any Legos because of the movie, but I'm also not a child. Right. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, by the way, my mic stand has been just drooping the entire time. It basically looks so like you're on your knees. I'm kind of like basically out of frame trying to like. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll totally wrap this up. I do really okay. appreciate your point, though. This is why I want to watch movies with you. By the way, wink, wink. <laughs> For sure. Um, <laughs> I will have to watch that movie again with that in mind and see what I walk away with from it because it it does hurt a little bit just because I like it. <laughs> I can't argue with your logic though. You may have a very valid point. So I mean, I mean, I want to go back and kind of experience <laughs> it and be like, are they trying to sell me Legos, or are they not selling me Legos and they're selling me the ideas to get me to buy Legos, which is a very modern way of marketing and is also terrifying. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so now I'm <laughs> yeah, now I'm terrified. But all right. Let's wrap this shit up. Thank you guys so much for listening to me and Mitch once again ramble on and on about most things that most people don't care about. Um I'm very happy to come back and do this episode with you. Uh it went on way too long. I wanted this to be Definitely. short, but we had a lot to talk about. Uh, we I knew it was going to kind of be long. Yeah. We haven't done this in a while. Yeah, we haven't, which is okay. We got to talk about a lot. I'm really excited. But, yeah, thank you for everybody who's listened to the podcast previously. Thank you, anybody who took the time to listen to our little reunion episode. Um, we are very happy, and there's something about this thing I, I just can't put to bed yet. Is is what I've realized. I just enjoy spending the time with you, talking to somebody who's smart and discussing ideas. I think it should happen more. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. That's why we started it. You know, two bros talking about feelings. That sounds stupid when you put it that way. <laughs> I guess that was kind of our thought process. Alrighty, guys, we're piecing out of here. Mitch is down on his knees because his bike stand has fallen. Um, <laughs> I am on the yeah, floor. Yeah, he's just laying on the floor. <laughs> uh, um, thank you guys for listening. You may or may not see us again. Um, buy Legos. Uh, <laughs> buy Harry Styles albums. Uh, buy into corporate America. Conform. And stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Thank you.